Thank you. Alrighty, I am so excited to share with you guys this morning. Um, Dave has been sharing the word for the year, Come What May, I Will Run. If you have missed it, I so encourage you to go back and watch them online because they have been so, so good and I am loving it. We've got running fixed our eyes on Jesus, running unhindered by coming to Jesus and considering Jesus. It is so, so good. And this morning, I have been asked to bring a word on renewal and the verse Isaiah 40, 31, which says, Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. The backdrop of this verse is the Israelites being released from exile um, and about to embark on their long journey back home to Jerusalem, a journey that would take them about Three weeks walking, over eight hours a day in the rocky and sweltering desert with all their belongings, uh, exposed to all the elements and threats. And this is off the back of captivity, where they are already weary and worn out. And maybe life feels like that sometimes, and maybe even right now, where... um, It is a new year with new possibilities and a journey ahead, but on the back of lockdown and loss of exile from our rhythms and our connection points uh, with daily unknowns and stresses of the Rona, it can feel faint and like our strength is lacking. And I love the opening lines of um, chapter 40. In verse 1 it says, God says, Encourage my people, give them comfort. God is so kind and tender-hearted towards us, and he meets us exactly where we are with what we need. And he gives us the promise of Isaiah 40, 31. I'm sure many of us have clung to this well-known scripture, for we want our strength renewed. We want to run through life without getting weary. We want to not be tossed by the storms of life, but rise above them, to not walk through the daily mundane and messes and become faint. But if I'm honest, that is not my regular experience. I have often felt weary and spent running on empty with the warning lights going off. When I am fueled by my own strength, it has very little range or distance. And I know I'm not alone because in verse 30 it says, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men fall exhausted. And that word is athlete. Those who are in their peak, who are trained and ready, who have built up endurance and strength, even they grow weary on their own. So how do we get this endless replenishing renewal that God promises? Because like Chrissy shared a couple of weeks ago, I too... I'm sick of being weary and worn out by life. And if come what may this year, I will run. I cannot run on empty. So the key to this renewal is found in the word that most Bible versions translate as wait or hope or trust. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And the Hebrew word here is kavah. And I'm really excited to just camp out here for a bit and unpack the depths of this word because in the Eastern worldview, which the Bible was written from, uh, words are not merely definitions but paint pictures and stories and symbols and they have so much layers and meaning. So kavah has two main meanings. The first is to bind together by twisting and the second is to wait or look with eager expectation. 
So I'm going to start with the second. To wait or look with eager expectation. To be confident. To trust. To remain. To endure. This is not a passive waiting, but an active, assured waiting. In Psalm 130 verse 6, it says, My soul waits in hope for the Lord more than the watchman waits for the morning light. There is no doubt that the sun will rise again. It is not something we question. And the psalmist is saying, like the unquestionable confidence we have that the sun will rise, so too we can trust God is with us and will act. Years ago, when I would read verses on waiting on the Lord, uh, I felt like the emphasis was all on me, on me waiting alone by myself, hoping God would show up. It felt so lonely and scary. What if he doesn't come? What if he doesn't want to come to me? Who we think is on the other side of our waiting matters. Have you ever had to wait on a customer support call? Yes, minutes can feel like hours, hours can feel like days. You lose hope that someone will ever come on the other end of the line and if they do, will they even be able to help or even care? My most recent experience of this was in January when after a week of being on live support chat for hours every day, I was giving up. My strength was not renewed but draining fast. I did not feel like I was soaring above the issues but plummeting in just despair. There was no running, no trust, no joy. We are not renewed in the waiting when we don't trust the goodness of God, when we don't know his true character. And I was totally missing God's heart. How we see God and how we see God seeing us is vital. Who we think is on the other side of our waiting matters. Thanks. (laughs) Now, I am so excited to share this verse with you because it just paints another beautiful picture of God's heart and totally changed the waiting game for me. It's Isaiah 30, 18. For this very reason, the Lord is waiting to show his favor to you so he can show you his marvelous love. He waits to be gracious to you. He sits on his throne ready to show you mercy. For Yahweh is the Lord of justice, faithful to keep his promises. Overwhelmed with bliss are all who will entwine their hearts in him, waiting for him to help them. God is waiting for us to wait for him. Here's our word kavar over and over again. God is waiting with eager expectation, longing to meet us, to be joined together with us, to give us just what we need, to make his love known. We do not wait alone. He is already waiting for us, ready. But when we turn to him and see that he is already there with us, Like a father who has picked out a beautiful gift because they know and love their child and just knows what they need and is so excited to give it to them, so too God waits with eager expectation for us to wait, for eager expectation for him. For he cannot wait to give us what he has. And even more than that, he cannot wait to give us himself. When we truly know who is on the other side of our waiting, who is waiting for us, we are renewed in the waiting. 
When we trust God is for us, on our side, delights in us, loves us, and is our source, our expectancy of him becomes a joy, and we are renewed in our trust and encounter of who he is. Those who meet with the Lord, who confidently expect and trust him, will renew their strength, for they know and experience his goodness. Now, we could stop there, but kavar means so, so much more. So the second meaning for kavar is to bind together by twisting, to intertwine, to be joined, to meet, to abide, to wrap around. So one of the word pictures is of a rope with each strand being twisted together to become one. And when under pressure, when the rope is stretched, the strands are pulled and squeezed closer together. When under stress, they bond tight together and can therefore hold a heavier weight. So those who bond themselves to God, who lean in close, who entwine their hearts to him, will get fresh, enduring strength to together hold the weight and wonder of life. Another picture of twisting together is to wrap around. In our verse, those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. The word renew here means to exchange for something better. So I have this strong, sturdy metal baton and I have this ribbon Flimsy, easily crushed, has very little strength on on its own, but this is going to be... When it is wrapped around the pole, it takes on the strength of this pole, and exchange takes place. The strong pole absorbs the weakness of the ribbon and gives it its strength as it is wrapped around it. So those who wrap themselves around the Lord shall exchange their weakness for his strength. In our confident expectation, in our intertwining our lives with his, in our binding and bonding together, in our wrapping ourselves around the Lord, a beautiful exchange takes place. We exchange what we have for what God has. We can wrap our anxiety around his peace. We wrap our fear around his failure. We wrap our weakness around his strength. We wrap our disappointment around his goodness, our pain around his comfort, our despair around his hope, our striving around his rest. We wrap our lack around his abundance. A beautiful exchange, mine for his. And we can wrap ourselves around God because he has already wrapped himself around us. He is our wrap around God. In Psalm 16, 8, it says, Because you are close to me and always available, I, uh, my confidence will never be shaken, for I experience your wraparound presence every moment. Psalm 33:20 The Lord alone is our radiant hope and we trust him with all our hearts. 
His wraparound presence will strengthen us. Psalm 119.14, you're my place of quiet retreat and your wraparound presence becomes my shield as I wrap myself in your word. God is our wraparound, God. Those who wrap themselves around the one who is wrapping himself around them shall exchange their weakness for his strength. Now, an image that comes to mind when thinking about wrapping around is a vine. And Jesus says that he is the vine and we are his branches. And the very nature of a vine is to wrap itself around anything it encounters and make it one, to hold it fast to itself. I love this quote by Andrew Murray. He says, Just as it was Jesus who drew you when he said, Come, so it is Jesus who keeps you when he says, Remain. The cord of love that calls you to come wraps around you, and the love that calls you to remain binds you to himself. Another meaning for the word kavar is to remain, to abide, to be joined together. In John 15:4, Jesus says, Remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. Whether we abide or not, it does not change the fact that Jesus abides with us but it does change how we experience life. It does change if we are aware aware of our connection to the source of renewal and the great exchange that God freely invites us into. uh, Jesus says in John 15, 5, As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. The key is connection, and the key to our connection is our awareness. For even when we are not connected, he is, and our awareness of his connection is what connects us. He is inviting us into what he is already doing. Those who confidently expect the one who is ready and waiting for them, those who wrap themselves around the one who has wrapped himself around them, those who abide in the one who is abiding in them, those who are aware of God's presence with them, who pause in his presence, who enjoy his presence, who stay connected, shall exchange what they have for what he has. They shall rise up and soar like eagles. They shall run through life and not be weary. They shall walk through problems and not faint because they are aware that their life is intertwined with the very life of Christ. Now, this is not a one-time action, but a daily, continual, moment-by-moment resetting of our awareness on God, checking where are we placing our attention and affection? Where are we positioning ourselves to stay aware of our connection? Actively doing things that help remind us of God's presence with us. Richard Raw says, we cannot attain the presence of God because we are already totally in the presence of God. What is lacking is awareness. So come what may, this year I will run. 
But if I am not running with eyes wide open, looking with eager expectation, running into awareness of his presence, I will not last. Life is too hard to not be weary and faint. We need God's constant exchange, and that is found in his presence, in being with him. Those who are aware of God's presence with them shall experience him. And as they do, a beautiful exchange takes place. So I just want to take some time for us to be with God, to enjoy him, to experience his beautiful exchange of his peace or joy or hope or rest or wisdom or whatever it is you need right now as we become more aware of his presence with us right here. So I've invited some of our amazing youth to speak some truths over us, to help remind us of who God is, to let his whispers exchange our worries, to wrap his word around our hearts. But in this space, feel free to make it your own. Do whatever it is that helps you um, have more awareness of that God is with us right now, right here. And let's just take some time to soak in his beautiful exchange. Um, Psalm 63, uh, verse 37 and 8. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. Because you are my help, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. With passion, I pursue and cling to you. Because I feel your grip on my life, I keep my soul close to your heart. Psalm 62. God alone has become my saviour and he will not fail me. Everything I need comes from him, for he alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me, for he is my champion defender, solid rock under my feet, breathing room for my soul. There's no risk of failure with God, so why would I let worry paralyze me even when troubles multiply around me? In him I'm set for life. I will not be shaken or disheartened, for God my soul awaits and quietly submits to him. For my hope is in him. God's glory is all around me. His wraparound presence is all I need. For the Lord is my saviour, my hero, my life-giving strength. My refuge is in him. Join me, everyone. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles and pour out your heart longings to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you. God is a refuge for us all, a safe place. God said to me once, all the strength and power you need flows from me. And again, I heard it clearly, all the love you need is found in me. You are loving, kindness and compassionate. Psalm, Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14. Yeah, I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you.
1 Corinthians 2.12 Now we have received God's Spirit, given to us that we might realise and comprehend and appreciate the wonderful gifts of divine favour and blessings so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. Through Timothy 2 verse 13, even if we are faithless, he will still be full of faith, for he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. Psalm 34, chapter 17, 19 to 22. Is anyone crying for help? God is listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time, delivering them at just the right time. The, the Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Psalm 145. You're so kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it and so very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a fl flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. You are faithful to fulfill every promise you've made. You manifest yourself as kindness in all you do. Weak and feeble ones you will sustain. Those bent over with burdens of shame you will lift up. You give what they hunger for at just the right time. When you open your generous hand, it's full of blessings, satisfying the longings of every living thing. You draw near to those who call out to you, listening ever ever closely, especially when their hearts are true. Every one of your godly lovers receives even more than, they, than what they ask for. You hear what their hearts really long for and bring them your saving strength. God, you watch carefully over all your lovers like a bodyguard. I will praise you, Lord. Romans 15:13. May the God of hope fill you all with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4.14 Whatever I have, whatever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Psalms 94, 18 to 19. I cried out, I am slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Hebrews 6, 18 to 19. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. We have, we have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. So we can't stop the storms or hurdles of life from coming, but we can learn how to catch the wind. I love the line in this verse that says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Eagles know when a storm is coming and they prepare and position themselves. 
They fly to a high point like the tallest tree and sit at the top and they lock their wings in place, waiting expectantly for the winds of the storm to come. And when the storm comes with their wings locked in place, the winds lift the eagle up into the air and pushes it above the storm. It doesn't escape the storm, but it uses the force of the storm to rise up and soar above the chaos. So, how are we going to prepare and position ourselves for this run? What are we going to lock in place, ready for whatever storm that hits our lives and catch the wind of the Holy Spirit to rise us up in the midst of our circumstances? What rhythms will we choose to position ourselves in His presence? What practices will we choose to help lock in our awareness? I find if I'm not being intentional, I can easily run missing the prize and weary in my own strength. Renewal is not without wrestle. It can be a wrestle to choose to pause and attune our awareness in the midst of our full and demanding lives. It can be a wrestle to push through the resistance of letting go of the old ways of thinking and seeing and habits and stepping into new invitations. It can be a wrestle not to revert to escaping and distraction and disconnection and self-reliance and instead choosing connection and trust and surrender. But here's what I know about wrestling. Wrestling is one of the most intimate acts, right up close, skin against skin, holding tight. So if like me, this journey can sometimes feel like a wrestle, then you are not far away. You are right up close in the process, even becoming aware that our awareness was missing shows that our grip is strong, becoming aware that we were not aware. So even at the beginning of this week, I said to myself, I cannot afford to stop. There is just too much happening this week. And then instantly another thought came and that was, you cannot afford not to. I don't want to just preach about renewal, but live it. And in wrestling for renewal this week, I practiced two different ways to help lock in our awareness and position ourselves in His presence. And when I say practice, I mean learning as I go, getting it wrong, sometimes getting it right, growing that muscle one rep at a time. And those two were adding or exchanging practices that help and reframing what I already do. So carving out intentional space to pause in His presence, to do things that help shift awareness. Like for me this week, being in nature, going for a paddle, going for a walk and talking with God, soaking in worship, music, listening to podcasts, unpacking the Bible, hearing stories of God's faithfulness and to reframing my ordinary everyday activities to be invitations for renewal in His presence. So doing what I need to do, but actively inviting God in, doing it with Him, asking what He has for me in the midst of cleaning or writing a new resource or meetings or sewing seat covers for my sister, seeing every activity as an opportunity to know God and be with Him 
and in doing so, experience his beautiful exchange. So as we take communion, I encourage you to thank God that he is already locked on you and ask him what rhythms and practices and reframing he is inviting you into to help lock in your awareness on him in this season. So feel free to come up and take communion and just consider those two things.